Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Deving. I'm Cody Crane. Here we are. Here we are. Another it's week. Another week. This is our uh, I, this is our Halloween episode. You know what? It's the spooky season. It's time to get out that bowl of candy. It's time to, you know, uh, force your kids outside for for a night. Yeah. I mean, even even during a pandemic, you know, put on two masks. Are people going to be upset that we're releasing our Halloween episode four days before Halloween? I don't, five care. Days? I don't give a shit what they think. Oh, you're, you're pissed. At I, don't, I don't give a shit what they want. Uh, when you go out with uh, for Halloween trick or treating, do you put the uh, the the mask over your Halloween mask or you put it under your Halloween mask? Um, I think you put it over because you want people to know that you are wearing a mask. Right. But then your mask isn't as scary. Uh, no, 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 no. Well, I guess I guess it is scary for people because they think that not only are you like a spooky zombie, but you could be mm-hmm. a breathing out Corona. And everyone. then do you like put the like the ties around the masks? Like if the mask has ears, do you put it around those ears or do you put it around your ears? Uh, oh, yeah, there's too many layers. I mean, there's not a lot of masks with ears. And I think that's even creepier. If the masks have ears, mm-hmm. that's unsettling to me because I don't like an artificial ear. There's a no, lot of no, there's no, a lot of people out there without ears right now that I, are really pissed I, off. At I you. just realized that we have a lot of listeners with artificial ears that yeah. are pissed at me right now. <laughs> but I mean, just like the plastic, like hollowed out, like mm-hmm. kind of like rubbery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't I, like. I ears. get it. No, you hate you hate ear people yeah. and people without ears. You you hate them. I I'm a, I'm already burying myself before we even yeah. start here. Yeah. But you know who I love? Who? I love our guest today because we have. The legendary Chris Locke here and the amazing icon, Sean Cullen. Hi, I'm an amazing icon. Hi. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. How are you doing on this spooky uh, afternoon? You killed me, stupid. I'm I'm all covered in the blood of the holy Christmas God. I'm all covered in blood and jam. I'm all covered in a big bread crust. (laughs) I'm going to eat you. I'm going to eat you up. (laughs) I hope the gill man doesn't come. Gilman! 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 Hey, what's up, guys? Hi. <laughs> how, how are you doing? Great. <laughs> Except for the Gilman is possible mm. rival. Yeah, we're just doing great. What the hell do you want from us? Who, who is this Gilman? Oh, you don't know the legend of uh, the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon? Yeah. Oh, yes. I suppose the gill I man. The gill man. He scares the shit out of me. Yeah, he's just an unfortunate fool that lives in a swamp and he looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> his cloaca, which is the anus of his fish yeah. body, yeah. is puckered and bloody. Oh, really? Well, he pees yeah. and poos out of that, right? Yeah. He really drops everything he needs to drop. Wow. That's <laughs> uh, very convenient, to be honest. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a great package. Like birds piss and shit out of their asses, right? Yeah. Right. You know that. Everyone they does. wrap their piss in their shit like a package and just drop it off. Very it's efficient. a shit pellet filled with piss. Yeah. It's I, kind of like your witch character that was wrapped in a crust of bread. Yeah, the gooey the stuff is in the middle and the hard shell is around the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the bread witch. <laughs> Put jam on my guts. Exactly. It's like those uh, Smucker's <laughs> Crustables. Crustables. That <laughs> like great. They went into the... Okay, guys, we need a great name for our jam-filled <laughs> bread pellets. Well, my favorite show is The Crosby Show, and I love the characters, The Crustables. Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I, I, I do realize when you said that, I've never, uh, like, thought about a bird pissing, though. Yeah, right. out their butt. Mm -hmm. Right, I never yeah. thought it, because everyone like you get bird shit on you and it's good luck. But what does bird piss do for you if you get? Well, it's in there. It's in the shit. All together, you get peed and pooed on. It's Ooh. bad luck though. That's the weird mm -hmm. conundrum. Yeah, they just say that to make you feel better for being shit on. Well, kind of like the shit part is good luck. The piss, be careful. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Watch out! You don't want a big crazy bird penis in your mouth. <laughs> Sean and I have a brand new comedy album out that is horror themed for Halloween specifically. And it's the one of the funniest things. I almost said the funniest, but I, then I changed it to one of the funniest things <laughs> I've ever made. And I love it. Do you guys even know about it? Uh, well, that's why we've got we brought you guys here today to talk about that. Exactly. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we don't watch you. Yeah. And if you're not going to talk about it, you can leave right now. It's called Chris and Sean are Tony and Keith in horror. Amazing. And it's a sequel. Yeah. Well, it's a continuation of the Tony and Keith characters. Yeah. Right. Mm. But this time it's a lot more action packed. They go on adventures in scary situations. There's a lot more uh, meat to it, I would say. In the first album, they're just hanging out chatting like buds. Yeah. And in this one, they actually go on adventures. What's what's the difference between a continuation and a sequel? Well, a continuation yeah, is a sequel is something I think that stands alone, but is also a right, right. subsequent action to the first situation. L like the Whereas, Ernest franchise. Ah, okay. I would call it a franchise, yeah, and I would call this one just another one. <laughs> Part of the continuous stream of uh, bird shit and piss that is Tony and Keith. How yeah. How much bird shit and piss can we expect from this Tony and Keith album? Well, enough to fill a small cup, I think, at least. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, if a no. bunch of birds gathered around and shit pissed into a cup for about two days, it would just be brimming with what Tony and Keith can bring. Yeah. Wow. A, a cup full of good luck and very bad luck all mm. mixed in together. Mm -hmm. just listen to it with a teaspoon of love mixed in mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm not going to tell you where that came from <laughs> it came from chris's dick oh. <laughs> oh, just love. putting some love in the cup <laughs> i had a sneaky suspicion yeah <laughs> there we go enjoy <laughs> don't eat Oops, it all I at once 
darn it, I'm being arrested now. <laughs> For making all the birds shit in a cup? Please no. let me bring my favorite pillow to prison. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps me safe and snug. What a, it's got a woodstock from the peanuts on it. <laughs> please, please, officer, let me grab my woodstock pillow. Before you arrest me, let me get my Woodstock pillow and my NHL team logos blanket. <laughs> Officer, why are you taking your clothes off? You're not really an officer, are you? Am I still being arrested? Oh, you sure are. But I have to search you first with my rod. <laughs> Why? I feel like the last time we were on this episode, it got pretty homoerotic mm. as well. Yeah, this time we're just John and I right are into it. We're yeah. teaming with like that's another thing that you need to understand. This is not about the characters Tony and Keith, but Sean and Chris in general are just teaming with sexuality. We're like mm -hmm. ready to explode, so you're gonna get yeah. some crazy uh, sex tinged. Hmm? Try and tamp it down when I'm out in the streets because mm. people don't like to be sprayed. Right, yes. But yeah, we wear big long jackets so you can't see our hips gyrating. Well, they say it's good luck to be sprayed with love in the streets. <laughs> don't tell me that! <laughs> That's what I told the police. <laughs> it's good luck! <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of what I love about the album, though, too, because it uh, uh, both albums sure. is they kind sure. of it has that sexual energy for a uh, will they won't they throughout uh, both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like when we were first producing the album, our producer said never make Tony and Keith actually get together because mm -hmm. then the kind of all of that kind of energy is gone. We so you kind of just got to flirt with it in and out. Yeah, yeah. You want that sexual tension of a show like uh, Perfect Strangers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, like when Jim and Pam in the office got together, nobody gave a shit anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was done. It was over. Yeah, that's when The Office was ruined for me. Yeah. Or like when <laughs> the episode when finally all of the <laughs> brothers on uh, Bonanza had <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, the I stopped watching G.I. Joe after they all started having sex. <laughs> that's when I started, to be honest. Oh, yeah, that's when it got good. That's when Snake Eyes uh, started talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, he didn't really talk. He just made, like, audible noises out of his mouth. Just pillow yeah. talk. Finally, he no. had something to say. <laughs> yeah, but I want to say that Cody, you guys don't know Damien and Sean, but Cody sent me a private message on social media before the Halloween one came out saying how much he loved in nature. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. So you actually did listen to it and you actually did love it. Not just to get me going for the podcast. Uh, no, I, I was, I was telling, uh, I was telling Sean right before you uh, came into the zoom room as oh. well, uh, okay. that mm -hmm. I've, I've listened to it multiple times. I listened to it on uh, shuttles to London and uh, I've been just, uh, yeah. I've been going wild on it. Yeah, he needed Ex something to avoid having a conversation with the driver. Yeah, I was going to say, first of all, thank you. That's amazing. And second, uh, excuse me, which London and what shuttle? <laughs> <laughs> 
it, <laughs> like me, I'm like I'm picturing brave new world stuff happening here right now. <laughs> it, it was nothing exciting, just a film shuttle to London, Ontario. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a, a Concorde flight to <laughs> London, England. Yeah. To perform one of your erotic fantasy shows. Yeah. Well, the ones that I'm famous for, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you weren't like lying horizontally in a state of stasis so that uh, you would wake up 300 years later and still be the same age in London. <laughs> like it wasn't that kind of shuttle, right? Why did the Concorde take 300 years to get to London? Went <laughs> into space for a long time. Ah, I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you got to take the long route. Right, right. It's Instead of the part of an experiment. Have you guys things. seen the um have you guys seen the original Planet of the Apes? Obviously, right? Yes. Yeah. The funniest part for me is in the very beginning, like the three dudes wake up from stasis totally fine. And then the one woman's uh sleep chamber has broke, and so she aged and died eons ago. And to me, that's so funny landing on a brand new planet and being like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> the chick. <laughs> And she's rotted. Yeah, she's rotted. Maybe we can... We can't do anything. Why don't we just make out with her? We can't. Nope. (laughs) Maybe if we... Nope. (laughs) Forget it. Well, I've got a lot of lotion. Maybe if we rubbed it into her, she'd soften up and be almost like regular. (laughs) Nope. Let's explore. Come on. And And then the rest of the movie, they go... Damn it, ape chicks. <laughs> it's just ape chicks. I would love it if, no offense to the ladies listening, I'm using chicks in a character voice. It's a character I'm parodying. But I would I, uh, I would love it if that was actually the plot of Planet of the Apes. They're just disappointed, horny men. <laughs> like instead of scientists, they were a bunch of frat boys who yeah. got tricked into it. Earth sucks, we're out of here. <laughs> Which is kind of what they're trying to do with space programs today, aren't they? I I suppose. Yeah, that's what Elon Musk wants to do. He wants to create a planet of the apes on Mars filled with idiots. Planet of Grimes. Yeah. uh, He's probably going to clone Grimes and just have like a million Grimeses all over Mars. (laughs) Oh, No one's going to have a name that's coherent. Yeah, just a bunch of X's and N's. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what we're talking about, Sean? Yes, I do. His daughter's name. Is it daughter? They changed her name. Yeah. To something somewhat. I think it's Angel. Wasn't it originally Angel? Uh, Yeah. It had the same name of like a a barcode on a nitrous oxide canister. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. I um just I don't mean to offend you. I just was asking because I feel like Grimes is such a Gen Z icon. I know J- Grimes. Yeah, uh, her music is good. It is great. Paley, isn't it? What is it called? Anthropocene. Isn't that her new album? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. She's beautiful. She's got a baby's coming out of her though from Elon Musk's uh, <laughs> artificial penis tube <laughs> injections. Yeah. She was almost perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then that monster came along. Gilman. 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 <laughs> now no, I did your Gilman call. <laughs> um, well, I have here uh, for you a um, the scariest would you rathers. 
Uh-huh. A nice. couple of these to swing by the two of you because I know that you're uh, fans of the horror with this new album coming out. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, it's out. Uh, right, it is out now. Uh, go to iTunes immediately. Buy both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, here's one for you. Would you rather find a cockroach while you're in the shower, or find a mouse in your shoe as you're putting it on? Uh, I'm cool with either. they're totally fine and i feel like both have happened to me so it's fine um the thing is the cockroach is fine you can just wash it down the shower using your foot to sweep water towards it Mm -hmm. but a mouse it all depends on when you discover it right like if you discover it by the crunching of its bones in the toe of your shoe (laughs) as you pulled your shoe on or right. it jumps out and looks at you as you pick the shoe up to insert your foot. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I'd rather not have a dead mouse corpse against my beautiful feet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did have a friend that uh, said that she, uh, she walked around all day feeling like something was in her, sh- in her boot. And then when she finally checked, uh, like halfway through the day, I think she was in school at the time, uh, she dumped out her boot, and there was a there was a dead mouse in the bottom. Oh, okay. So you know what? That's more than just a little something in the boot. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of extra space in that boot. Yeah, yeah. Like, is she wearing her dad's boots or something <laughs> to school? <laughs> well, I once was uh, staying over at a friend's house in Australia, and they had like a toaster, one of those ones that fold down, the sides fold down, like the British style toaster that toasts one side of the bread at a time. Right. They opened it up and they'd been using the toaster for a while and there was a charred dead mouse at the bottom <laughs> of the toast. Oh, God. The toast never tasted the same after they took it out, though. This toast tastes timid. <laughs> um, not a good day, mate, if you ask me. No, no. I would probably rather the mouse just because... Between the two, like knowing that you have more in the house, I would rather have mice than roaches. Fair enough. And also we're mammals and they're mammals. So we understand each other. Yeah, so. we have a kinship. Well, mm-hmm. but in, in that regard, too, since they're mammals, too, what if they just start taking over the house? They take a room. Right. Right. That's true. Make yeah. love to your wife. Make uh, love yeah, to true. your wife. Yeah. Exactly. I can't compete with a mouse. Now, now well, look. What they do is they climb together and form a human-shaped mouse mm-hmm. kind of com- commune. Yeah. And then make love to your wife by forcing several mice shaped into a penis. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't then the next them. morning at the breakfast table, she's like, what was that that you were squeaking into my ear last night? And you're like, <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. next thing you know you're out on the streets and that mm-hmm. mouse is mm-hmm. happy in your home and your wife using gives... my razor and your wife gives birth <laughs> to a ball full of mice yep. yep a litter of pink writhing mice oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i'm barfing yeah <laughs> Hey, any more? <laughs> yeah, let's move on before we get uh, arrested by the SPCA. One more for you. Uh, would you rather be chased around uh, the block by a big barking dog or be chased around the block by a wild turkey? 
Okay. Hmm. It'd be odd to see one in Toronto, a turkey. I've seen one. Mm. There's one that lives down by the uh, Christie Pits. It's quite famous, a wild turkey that wanders around that area. Is it still going? Uh, Well, the last time I saw it was, I'd say maybe a year and a half ago. But if there's one turkey, you know, there's got to be more. I mean, they Mm -hmm. can't just like have one turkey. There must be more (laughs) making love to each other creating more turkeys you think mm-hmm. the wild turkeys are quite frightening they're not like big fat ugly turkeys that we eat that can't can barely carry their own weight because we've fed them so much <laughs> these are lanky lithe sexy creatures that can chase you down i i think i'd rather be chased by a turkey though because a dog could do some real damage to you if it yeah. bit you like yeah turkey. that's what i was gonna say like i don't think a turkey that could rip me to shreds as hard as a dog could mm-hmm. so i'd go turkey too because i could just kick it and it would be fucked depends on the dog though what kind of dog is it well it's, it's said a big a big dog, a big dog? A big, okay yeah. then the turkey big and overfed like the turkeys that you get at thanksgiving <laughs> so big fat dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah i would just kick the turkey and then eat it <laughs> the dog i it would probably do some damage rip me to pieces and then i would choke it to death and eat it i you know i'd Jump on the turkey and start ramming bread up its ass. <laughs> As the pilgrims did. Yeah, that's how they killed turkeys in the old days. You like went out with a bunch of bread and you uh, jumped out at them and rammed shit up their asses. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would just hit the turkey with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I would aluminum. I would hit the dog with a baseball bat, and then I think my mind would be broken after committing such heinous acts that I would just keep walking and hit everything I saw with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. I think I'd jump on the dog with a bunch of bread and start shoving it up. That <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you could be hand- you could handle both of them perfectly fine. Yeah, you know, I always carry a large kind of bu- bushel of mm-hmm. bread. Mm-hmm. with me whenever i go outside my house it's in a special harness that i carry yeah. on my back yeah like one of those uh baguette holsters that they have in exactly. france in yeah. france exactly. Wait, the worst uh planet earth episode i ever had maybe you remember this david attenborough is describing it but they they use hd definition cameras to show a slow-mo baguette going up a dog's ass <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm pretty sure that's john's it. hand too yeah. shoving it that we were in um, Borneo. Yeah, Borneo. It was beautiful scenery. Yeah. But that part, um, I was like, I don't know if this is as natural as David Attenborough uh, portrays it to be. <laughs> well, what's weird is you think it's in slow motion, mm-hmm. but what really happened was we. You're enjoying yourself. <laughs> the dog to the ground with uh, twine and stakes. And I very, very slowly. Mm. forced a baguette all the way up its ass um and the idea was that you just didn't want to snap the bread you had to keep it in complete a whole piece <laughs> so you had to be very slow and thorough the dog whimpers as i do it yeah it's like a fun game but and david attenborough masturbated gently in the background while it was going on you can hear the lotion on his hands <laughs> <laughs> Biodegradable lotion, of course. Yep. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> he wiped his hands on a tree afterwards. 
This is a horror-themed podcast, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing okay, says horror like It's a kind of horrifying, I think. You were worried about the SPCA for the mouse one. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse. Anyone listening, uh, we just want you to know that the dog was a bad dog. Yeah, it was a Cujo type. Yeah, yeah, it was Cujo. It was rabid. Yeah. And it had also done a, a complex pyramid scheme uh, defrauding Ooh. many members of the local community of their hard-earned uh, savings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a victim of a rabid dog's fraud scheme. <laughs> They're not smart. They're not smart in Borneo. Well, on that note, we got a story to tell. Oh my God, I don't have any energy left. My brain is fried. <laughs> well, we all drew positions beforehand. Uh, uh, Chris, do you want to reveal what you drew? A swing? Yeah, you got the swing. I also drew the swing. No responsibility in the story. You can do whatever you want. I love it. Um, and I got the celebrity. So I go to a random celebrity generator. It will give me four options. And I will have to appear as that celebrity at some point in the story. So I have Charles Darwin, George Clooney, Alec Baldwin, and Brian Grazer. All right. Wait, who's Brian Grazer again? I don't know who Brian Grazer is. Well, then don't do that one. <laughs> yeah, probably won't do that one. I'll do a Darwin. We had a lot of ape talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, Sean, that means that you got the narrator. So for that, we're going to go to canigeta.com in order to get this thing started. So you can choose a location, a relationship, or a word. Which would you like? Uh, a location, please. Butchers. Hmm. On a dark, stormy day, the sun had been obscured by the gray clouds that rolled in from the sea. The small town of Dipfritz on Tyne was succumbing to one of the greatest storms that had ever come in off the North Atlantic. Lonely, afraid, a young Charles Darwin. Oh, is that right? Charles Darwin. He wandered the streets alone, thinking of his upcoming travels to the Galapagos Islands aboard the Beagle, his trusty ship. But he wondered, how would he survive this insanely long trip documenting the wildlife of these distant islands. Puzzled and afraid, he wandered into his favorite butcher shop, Randy's Hot Meats. Randy, Randy, Randy over here. Hey, Charles, what's up? Oh, yeah, you know, I'm just going on a big uh, ship cruise. Well, then let me give you a couple slabs of bacon for the ship well i need yeah i need meats to survive that'd be great that'd be great i was thinking i often go on these things alone but this uh boat i have and these Mm -hmm. studies i'm doing it might be too much to handle by myself um like yeah i know a guy that could go with you 
I'll bring him out right now. He's my assistant. He's really uh, stupid and he can do anything you say. And, uh, you know, he's moronic. You can beat him. It'll be fine. Do you want to meet my assistant? Well, hold on. You said stupid and can Mm -hmm. do anything I say. But what if I require him to do something that, you know, needs skill? Well, he'll probably screw it up a little bit at least. But then you can beat him and then it evens out. Uh, Crumbum, get out here. Come here, Crumbum. Yes, Mr. Randy, you called me. I put all the hot dogs in the buns. Uh, okay, well, uh, the customers are actually supposed to do that, Crumbum. What? <laughs> oy, thank you. Oy, thank you. Oy, thank, oy, oy. As Charles Darwin watched, Randy pummeled Crumbum, his hapless assistant, blood streaming from the many wounds to his eyes and mouth that Randy inflicted with a tenderizing hammer. As Charles looked on, puzzled. God, I hate how stupid you are, uh, crumb bum, but uh, you're so cheap. Your work is so cheap. What uh, am I going to do? I, I'm just wondering, you just pummeled him half to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to never do that again? Or does he repeat the same mistakes? The thing is, is his whole body is basically like, uh, a callus and scar tissue now you can beat him pretty hard for a long time and he keeps bouncing back you're right though he doesn't fully learn from his mistakes so maybe he's not the best assistant for if you want it to be efficient but he is a pure joy uh, when you letting out all your anger and frustration uh, i would take him along just for that since uh, riding the high seas is always uh, you know quite uh frustrating oh mr randy you mean i could go out on the ocean and and see the fishes shut up stupid i'll beat your ass to death you stupid (laughs) asshole uh, crumbum don't worry i'm i'm convinced on you what i'm not convinced on mr butcher though is i did happen to Mm -hmm. hear the sound of a thousand screams coming from your back room Mm -hmm. yeah so what I'm just a little bit curious about that. It sounds like you have more people back there, so I'm- No, it's pigs and cows. It's pigs and cows. You know, I make meat. They scream. What are you going to do? How do you think I got all this bacon? I I chopped up a pig into bits. You think they just stand there uh, reading the family circus cartoons while I cut their head off? (laughs) They scream like idiots. At I'm surrounded moment. by idiots, pigs and uh, crumb bum alike. They're all damn idiots that need to be chopped up, if you ask me. At that moment, a young girl ran screaming from the back room, her only clothing a thin layer of blood. Uh, wait, uh, wait, wait a minute, this uh, naked woman, mm. uh, what's she doing? She's... Oh just went right past. As she left the door of the Randy's butcher shop, she suddenly burst into flames, (laughs) burning incandescently like a crazy Roman candle, firing sparks into the sky and eventually falling into an ashen heap to pool in the rain. Now, Randy, I'm beginning to think that that you using my favorite comic, Family Circus, was a bit of a distraction, so I didn't catch mm-hmm. you on this one. Mm-hmm. So this is what I, because this is like surprising to me too. So what I think happened was I left the back door open. This crazy nude girl who must have been showering in the rain out back 
ran in to my butcher shop, uh, the back room to get dry, but slipped on a canister of kerosene that I used to light uh, the kiln I have in the back to make uh, pig's wax mugs. <laughs> and, and as she walked through uh, to come see me to get a, a, a towel to dry the kerosene off of her body, I think she must have sort of the friction of the door swinging open against the, uh, you know, the, the trim of the uh, door frame must have sparked and then lit her on fire. And then she kept running out and then the fire really took off as soon as she left the door. And then because there was so much kerosene in her, she must have exploded because I'm with you. That was weird. While unlikely, I will believe you on that, but it does sound like there's a little more screams going on. There was Look, an gonna... erupting roar from the back room, and suddenly through the curtain came a bizarre creature. It looked to be a crazed homunculus sewn together from the parts of many different human bodies. It had four arms, three legs, and a tentacle growing out of its chest, and it wrapped the tentacle around Crumbum's hapless neck and popped his head off like a cork of a champagne bottle. Oh, you see- Crumbum! Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Randy. Now I'm just a head on the floor. I'll shut the hell up. I'll beat your ass, you stupid head. <laughs> I won't feel it. My ass is over there. Hey, good point. Sorry, Charles Darwin. I got. I guess. Uh, I guess I gotta come clean. I'm creating creatures in the back. All right. Now shut up. Well, I mean, I mean, okay. I'm gonna need a new man. Um, maybe one of these creatures will do. Also, why are you creating creatures? So many questions going through my head right now. I don't know why you're hiding this from me, Randy. I thought we had a great relationship. Customer, butcher. I thought you're you're. Curated meats were as trustworthy as your word. Well, I didn't know how you would respond, but listen to me. You got to understand, what does a butcher do? What does a butcher actually do? For 40 years straight, I've been disassembling all of God's creatures and just cleaning them up and gutting them and, and doing all kinds of crazy things. And you guys come in and you never see the back room. You just cheerily smile and say survival of the fittest i guess ha ha and then you wolf down your ham hocks uh, with mustard slathered all over it listen to me my friend i've gone nuts i've used so many saws and axes and butcher knives what else am i supposed to do with body parts back there they interest me uh, i feel like if leonardo da vinci was here today he'd do just the same thing he would create a crying a giant homunculus monsteroid out of mis miscellaneous parts so he could have a friend that he could have sex with. <laughs> I, I, I At see. that point, the, while the butcher railed on in his rant of woe, the homunculus creature picked up the head of Crumbum and sewed it to the middle of its chest. <laughs> oh, now I'm part of the big thing. I you see. know Crumbum, I like you better like this. You look great as an amulet sticking out of uh, this uh, creature's chest. You're not just saying that because I'm a creature with four vaginas, are you? <laughs> well, do you like the view since he screwed on the head so you're looking down? All you can see is four vaginas for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's all I ever wanted. 
Well, I know, there you go, Crumbum. I know what this is all about. This is because you were upset about my theories. I, I know all of this. This is all familiar to me. This is all a Bible thing, right? This is a, this is a uh, what, Christianity at its finest. No, you know what this is? This is, yes, exactly. There is a creator and I am the creator, okay? This is a fish evolved out of the sea and became this monstrosity that you see before you because man got involved. You can't just, uh, your books are boring. I jazz it up a bit. <laughs> okay, constructive criticism. <laughs> All right, I'll jazz them up. What do you suggest? You, you think a little more adjectives in there? Something fun? I think you should uh, uh, add your little add a little flavor to the end of it. You could uh, tell about the millions of years of evolution it takes to get the creatures to where they are now and how they change over millions of years. But then maybe the final chapter could be a little bit more exciting. It, it could be a, about uh, now mankind is involved and uh, look what all the things we can do. And then it could basically be a biography of uh, me. Or maybe and they then... could have a car chase. Shut up, Crumbum, you piece of oh. shit. I'll swear to God, I'll knock your head off of your own body with a baseball bat. Oh. And then, as if to punctuate his angry retort, the butcher started making love to the four vaginas of the strange homunculus creature. I've never had four vaginas like this, all on the same body. I usually have it in an orgy because everyone loves me so much. <laughs> Uh, okay, Mr. Butcher, does my time mean nothing to you? I, right in front of me like this? I said that I'm going on an important journey. You yeah, haven't just, even cut up the meats yet for me. Just take the meats that are already in the uh, behind the counter and get out of here. I, I'm clearly uh, busy at the moment. Just take the meats and sink on your damn ship, you stinking uh, scientist. Fine, fine. They're not even cut to my preference, but I'll take the meats. You just uh, have fun with your love-making doll that you've created. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I I, 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 I got, uh, I just finished Inside the Beast and I, <laughs> I, I've i got something more important I wanted to tell you. Clear mind now. Yes. <laughs> Crumbum looked longingly towards Charles Darwin. His eyes filled with longing to see the world and Charles Darwin knew at that moment he'd found his assistant. I have something to tell you. Take Crumbum with you on your journey because he's more important than you think. He's not just an idiot fool that I found looking for shirts in a garbage can. <laughs> he is the actual Supersized, mega sped up, evolved man from a monkey that I created in my back room of the butcher shop. Okay. So you have been reading my books. Yes. Crumbum is the hyper version of evolution all in one being. And he will keep changing. And if you take him on your ship, if you glue his head back onto his body and take him on your ship, you will see what the future of mankind will behold. And that will be your greatest chapter ever written. Why can't I just take Crumbum's head on this creature? I feel like this creature might be more helpful. Because me. I have the missing link inside my Tom Tom now. Most of the missing link. My voice changed a little bit. <laughs> Most of the missing link DNA 
is in his tummy. Crumbum is right about that, even though he's usually wrong like a fucking idiot that I want to kill. <laughs> well, you just gave me a baby. That's what I mean. It, it seems like the abuse <laughs> has been working. He's, he's growing smarter. <laughs> it's the knowledge. baby inside his belly. And at that moment, Crumbum creature, homunculus hybrid, began to swell its womb bursting forth and then blood spraying all over the shop a <laughs> tiny creature popped out behold how gross this is <laughs> crumbum died violently but the tiny creature cried out and uh, <laughs> uh, see what am i supposed to do with this get it out of my sight i'm gonna be sick but just Turn. trust me <clears throat> Terribly sorry about that. I had something caught in my throat from being born. Oh my god, the creature is a gentleman. <laughs> yes, well, you see, when you're born from a creature with multiple vaginas. Where'd you get those glasses? <laughs> well, they were dropped in one of the vaginas earlier in the evening. Randy? <laughs> what? I, the, I, I can put anything I want in my own monstrosities. They're my creation. It's true. There was a full wardrobe. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in there. Hats, sweaters, turtlenecks, stuff for cross-country skiing, and different gear for downhill skiing. Listen, I've heard your conundrum, and you need an assistant to assist you on the high seas, do you not? Of course, yes. Well, take me with you. I will teach you all I know about being, you know, part of the evolutionary chain. You think you know more than I? Yes. Is this the kind of pizzazz, Randy, that you were thinking for my uh, my studies? Yeah, your book is actually going to be good now. <laughs> and then the crumbum gentleman opened his mouth and hundreds of diverse finches flew out to roost on the heads of those present. This is what I'm talking about. Yes, I can see how this type of thing could come in handy on my travels. That's right. <laughs> if we're attacked by, say, a giant tortoise, I will unleash the birds. Well, Krumbum, I have no more time to waste. Let's well, go. this is great, because me and my monstrosity have a wedding to plan. Hmm. Ours. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, Randy the Butcher lay down atop the dead corpse of his creature and began fondling it gently and weeping. <laughs> wah, 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 my love. Well, all the best, Randy. I hope to get the invitation for the wedding in the mail. See you later. Goodbye, father. I'm off to the sea. Happy trails to you. Please look out for all the lighthouses and the sea creatures uh, so you don't uh, get into any kind of uh, damage or trouble. Also, do not kill an albatross and wear it around your neck. From that day, they set sail upon the Beagle and arrived in the Galapagos Islands several months later, where Crumbum fell in love with an iguana. The end. Or is it? Spooked. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been spooked.
Also, this uh, episode could be featured on the podcast Grossed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gruesome episode. Mm-hmm. I really wanted, I just want to say to the people listening, uh, as an addendum, I do picture Randy after Darwin and Crumbum leave. Randy picks up a butcher knife and just starts stabbing himself to death and says, why am I doing this? I don't even get it. But he does it. Very <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there that you was, go. That was my favorite part of Romeo and Juliet. Why am I doing this? I don't even Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on, the two of you. Uh, let's uh, do a round of uh, plugs. Um, Sean, would you like to start? Well, uh, when is this going to be airing? Do you uh, know? Uh, we'll do it in two days on Monday. Okay, so on November 18th, I'm doing an online show called The Cocktail Hour. You can get tickets at Side Door if you look up the show. Cocktail Hour with Sean Cullen. Our guests will be Noor Hadidi and Hil Kurkutis, who's a wonderful musician. Uh, all And also, you should get uh, Chris and Sean are Tony and Keith in Nature and the new mini album, in horror available at itunes and all of the platforms you usually frequent amazing chris yeah my podcast is called happy good uh and it's a half hour guided meditation by an idiot that is funny and stupid (laughs) and uh and also people have said it is actually calming and relaxing so that comes out every monday on sonar and streaming everywhere happy good and then, yeah, Sean and I, the albums, I really, we love making them. They're so much fun. So please check them out and pass it on because we're doing independent promo only. We don't have a big PR agent and we live in scary, weird pandemic times. So we're only using social media to get the word out so far and podcasts like this great one. So thank you very much for having us. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for coming. Yeah, amazing. We'll be tweeting all of this out at Spooked Podcast. Do yourself a favor. Check out every single thing that uh, Chris and Sean do. They're mm. incredible. Uh, two of my absolute favorites. Go to the sonarnetwork.com. See nice. a full profile on them, as well as Happy Good is on Sonar Network as well. Easy links to follow. Spooked. 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 This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 